0: So, check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer owned, Vermont grown, Sunset Lake CBD.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: everyone and welcome to the helping friendly podcast. It's Megan. I'm here with Jonathan. We are very excited to get into the Pen Ultimate Show of Summer Tour, the Pen Ultimate Show of Dicks. We are talking about September 2nd, 2023 from Commerce City, Colorado. We're talking about Dick's Sporting Goods. Everybody loves dicks, and the sticks run has been pretty pretty great, Jonathan. What do you think?
1: uh yeah it's worth all the sleep I'm missing totally
2: I am so <laughs> impressed that you are staying up for these I have been going to bed before they step on stage every night
1: <laughs> uh, which is yeah, embarrassing I, I, I'm a little impressed that I'm staying up for these but hey it's a long weekend although I know. Friday was not a weekend um yeah it's uh it's been great so far been uh, been having a good time watching uh i had one last night like yeah like real good entertainment a little bit different from the couple nights before uh, which i think is to be expected and i think welcome to me maybe not to everyone <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, yeah the uh the hf pod text chain was interesting this afternoon i was at the beach with my family and there was there was some debate going on but i think last night's show had a lot of great moments and i think also offered some places for debate, which I think is cool because I think the two nights before that were just so off the charts that it was hard to find anything to debate about. So I think this is cool that we have something to kind of dig into today and some, you know, different opinions maybe on on the show. But one thing that is definitely not debatable is how much fun people are having at Dick's. I don't know if you've been kind of following this online, Jonathan, but the – kind of play by play on Twitter and Instagram is that everybody's having a blast out there.
1: Well, of course they do. All right. I mean, it's what, how can you not have fun? It's, it's great. Okay. It has been pretty damn hot. Uh, that's true. It has been hundred degrees on lot yesterday. Um, but cooled down some during the show last night. And as it does most years, it cools down some, some nights more than others or less than others. But, uh, yeah, it's it's great that it, it's got probably the best shakedown of anywhere. I mean, we don't really have like touring the way we used to, right? Yeah. But when dicks happens, people pull in, people set up, people throw down, and it is it's a good time out there. And then you go into the show if you get your spot with your crew uh ga is kind of key to that i think uh, all the best venues like i'm sorry msg the one thing msg doesn't have going for it is that unless you're on the floor uh you, it's not ga you gotta you gotta do some work you can you, ga stands is uh is great and you get yeah. some to sit which is nice. Um, GA
2: Stands is the best. Like, I think I was in Charleston when they had that, when I was at a show recently with that. It's so fun. You can just find a spot, all your friends, everybody can like, you know, go over to PageSide or wherever you want to be. And you've got tons of space. I, I love that. I think it's great.
1: And, I mean, yeah. Hampton Coliseum may be 100% poured concrete with zero frills, <laughs> but you can always get your whole crew together. And that yeah. is the best. And and Dix has that going for it too. Um, unless some people insist on being on the field, some people don't. Eh, whatever. It's
2: a yeah, cultural exactly. Divide. That's
1: going to happen. It's a
2: cultural divide. Yeah, I mean, I I think the vibes just seem so high out there. I've just yeah. I've got to make it out one year. It just seems like some place that's kind of like one of these meccas, you know that that everybody loves to go to and that it becomes an, a tradition for everybody that goes. And I've just been loving all the photos and the planned outfits and. I'm just saying, everybody's bringing it at Dick's this year, and I'm really appreciating it watching from afar. So awesome job. Also, um, Todd Good has a little comment about Brian. Um, for people who are listening later, Brinkman said, and I quote, don't believe the weather forecast. It will rain at some point. Has it rained? From what I understand, it has not rained. But, you know, Brian has never been wrong, so I'm sure that it's going to rain Except tonight. for all of the times that he
1: wasn't right. but uh,
2: Exactly. You know. Well, I think he got to wear a flannel last night, so I think he's really happy about that. So I yeah. hope that everybody's enjoying the no rain, even though it's warm. I'd rather be a little hot than get rained on, I have to say.
1: There is a 36% chance of showers today. There we go. But the uh, UV index is high. Uh, my weather app says, it's sunny out. Yay, skin cancer. So, um, you know, if you <laughs> are in Denver or anywhere where it's sunny, wear your sunscreen, folks. It's good for you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Should we get into this? Should we, like, run down set one and
2: yeah, talk about let's get into how the show. everybody
1: is mistaken?
2: Let's do, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> set one was Fluffhead. Yes, please. Jammed out Fluffhead. My Soul. Cavern. into Reba. Mound into Wave of Hope, into Taste, into Ghost. Jonathan, talk to me about this Fluffhead opener.
1: Oh, my God. Um, so Fluffhead opener, out the gates, already. You're like, oh, awesome. Fluffhead, quick. Let me, I, I, you know, if you weren't ready when it started, you immediately knew you had to hurry up. So, and that's what I did. I was like, I was getting my beverage and I was <laughs> situated and like, I was pretty close to ready. I was like, oh, Fluffhead, turn it up, run, get Bing, back on my seat before it really they really start singing awesome i thought a reasonably well executed fluffhead and then oh let's just drop into a jam hell yes hell yes uh, it's funny though like I, this this crossed my mind so it comes up at like 20 what 21 minutes or something excuse me or something <laughs> um but fluffhead is like a 12 minute song should that be a 20 minute jam charter I'm sure yes. it will be. That's fine. Yes. I, I just, I it doesn't care. matter
2: how long the traditional song part of it is, as long as it goes past 20, I think it counts.
1: That means like almost every modern YM.
2: That's fine. <laughs> did the, Did the song go for 20 minutes? Yeah, it did.
1: <laughs> Even though it's composed at 18. Yes. I'm just giving you shit, so let's carry <laughs> on uh, I thought it was a good fluff head And I'm i gonna just go on a limb here And Do I you know right. that people Including my uh, b- delightful co-host here Think that My Soul is a dumb song And that Fish shouldn't play it And I'm not gonna argue the merits of the song itself But this version is solid Trey rips Trey is having fun The band is having fun it is in the number two slot in the first set, like mm-hmm. if they're gonna play it, which they are, perfect spot for it. And it's great. I felt like the energy was high, uh, unless you had to cross your arms because they were playing it. And then that could have really changed your whole night.
2: Well, this is okay, I want to clarify one thing. I don't think fish shouldn't play it because fish can play whatever the fuck they want. They have earned that right. Fair. So others I others have I definitely
1: yeah. said that though, but fair I, have I have not allow said you to that. back out of that
2: it's not my favorite. It's not like I want to hear this song, but this one was earned. I think if you open up and you jam out Fluffhead, fifth jammed out Fluffhead ever, fourth one in three, 4.0, you know, actually just 4.0, which is pretty crazy. The fourth jammed out one in 4.0. The other one being in 99, this is just like, this is This is a big deal and you can do whatever you want after that. And this Fluff had jam, they sound so confident and clean and tight throughout the whole composed part of the song. Gorgeous, uplifting, soaring notes, Trey, like pages echoing him on the piano. It's absolutely stunning. This is the kind of jam that makes you forget all your worries. And like when they open like with this, it's just Oh, so, 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 so good. So I thought that my soul was earned. I agree. It rips. It's fun. You know, it, you're not you're not going to see me not dancing to this song in a show. I'll right. put it that way. You there know, you go. I'm going to dance. and And then a fun cavern. You know, Reba, I'm curious. I heard a little bit of the issues with Reba. Like, it wasn't the most perfect Reba. I don't know if you heard that when you were listening. But it's fine. It's I, a tough I, song.
1: I thought the energy was high and there was a good bit in the solo solo passage that was quite lovely. And I had a timestamp in mind, but I've lost that that uh mental note. Um I thought I thought so I, I thought it got where it needed to go, even if it, you know, had some gravel in its shoes on the way. Uh you know, it was I thought it was a good Reba. Not the best, sure, but I thought it was a good Reba. Uh no whistling, so obviously it's trash. Um <laughs> the uh, mound also like Mound's a weird ass song um, yeah and I credit to Brian for this point uh because to me, this whole set, particularly after fluffhead, benefits from really heightened tempos. It's mm-hmm. a fa- everything is played really fast and it reminds me of like 93, except, Traded in nail Mound. Okay. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Totally fair. But um so, it, you know, I we survived Mound and come into well, it. I just, just want to say, I'm always curious
2: ahead. about that. Like a choice to play a song as difficult as, and technically challenging as Mound after you've maybe just not nailed Reba is so interesting. And I always feel like either he's thinking about these things or he's like, I'm doubling down. Like either way, it's so curious to me. But I do love where they went in Wave of Hope.
0: Even it though it goes it's only- back to, it goes back to
1: Bittersweet Motel. Like remember, there's mm. two things that Trey says at Bittersweet Motel that come into play here. One, if they fuck up, the fans are going to notice about it and talk about it on the internet. Boom, here we are. Here two, we are. <laughs> Trey believes believed then, and I think he still does largely that he we don't care if they hit every change as long as the energy is pumping. Yeah, and I think he was over estimating fans in 97 when he said that because i think that a lot of there were definitely fans who fell off or were concerned but they were enjoying the jam so yeah. and he's still able to captivate an entire arena even if they weren't nailing it in 97 uh and i think that's still true like
0: 100 percent
1: he okay well well, mound wasn't perfect but mike wanted to play it it was fun and boom wave of hope shreds like and honestly it evaporated my memory of it until this morning when somebody was like oh mound and i listened to it i was like oh yeah okay yeah not not ideal but then wave of hope shreds taste awesome Mm -hmm. ghost and wave of hope both have very big strong type one peaks that when the set ended, I was like, oh, man, give me a fan. Yeah, they, they really,
2: just, just they really rip. It. Yeah, that wave of hope is short. It's only eight minutes, but the peak is just beautiful, perfect. And taste is, I love that this is the fourth time they played this this year. And I love that they're playing it like a little bit more frequently. You know, it's always been like one or two Times a year, but now they are they played it four times this year already, and this is like one of those songs. It's not super rare, but it's rare enough that when you feel it, hear it, it seems special. I love this song. It always just like brings yeah. me back to ninety five. Like this is exactly. such and a ninety. Go right back song. to
1: those days, and yeah, you know, we not love it still, right?
2: Exactly, just like like puts you right into there when it was going through all that like what is it called? Is it called this? Is it called <laughs> the, that? Is it? The foam that surrounds. Exactly. Like what the is it? The
1: fog that surrounds, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: I love yeah. that. So, so I'm confusing. always reminded of that. This song just makes me really get in my like 18 year old's feelings. It's awesome. And yeah, I thought the ghost had like a tremendous build, really monster sound at the end. Short but sweet. Like I think, I think this set was really, if you look at it on paper, it shouldn't flow, but it actually does.
1: Really does. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, like, I will say, so we've talked a lot about this, so I'm going to touch on it. Uh, you know, this set was 74 and a half minutes. I mean, it was boom, right in yeah. the window. <laughs> um, and when they started Ghost, I saw somebody say, really, this late? And I, and I was like, yeah, it's going to be. And I said, in the first minute, it's on Mastodon, so go look it up if, for those of you who use internet. Um, I said, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to be short and banging." exactly right exactly yeah. what they did and and like trade's got to know like i don't i i said is in the the chat thread today i don't know where the clock is but they clearly know yeah. their 75 minute mark or when they <laughs> yeah. cross 70 they they know that they're like it's we've we've accomplished a set time-wise and whatever else happens you know whatever other feels come into it like well we got to end with a banger you know those kind of that stuff plays in i'm sure too but you know, they know when they're there. He knew when he started that they only had so much time that it, he wasn't going to give us a 30-minute ghost. And I'm
2: so interested in that, in this, like, time constraint idea that, you know.
1: I don't again, know what decided drives
2: it. And why they decided to do it, if it's something that they feel, like, keeps them more disciplined or, you know, ch- makes them make different choices or stretch out things or not stretch out things. It clearly seems to be something that they're liking, and I think it's working for them. But it's super interesting.
1: Tevin Hall says he sees a clock in between Paige and Trey via the webcast. Now, Tevin, can you follow mm. up with that? Is it uh, like uh, on the floor in Trey's rig, kind of facing, so facing him like that, or is it somewhere up on the side, like where he has his other, uh, his backup uh, amplifier head? It's not important. Anybody knows, just pop it in the chat. I'm curious. Um, but clearly, there had to be one. Um, you know, there are any number of potential reasons why they're doing it this way. Uh, I just, you know, I was like, I just noticed a pretty strict trend right at the beginning of the tour. And they've mm-hmm. fluctuated out of it. Like, they've gone long a couple times. And uh but only a, a little few. short. Like, yeah, like a couple. Not many. Yeah, yeah. And they come up a little short a couple times, too. I think it's really... Like, there's a couple reasons it could be, could just be structural, like, okay, here's in the contract, we're going to play a set. It's going to be about this long. There's going to be a break about this long. They're going to come back for another set at this time. A lot of bands work in very strict structures like that. And I know Mm -hmm. Fish has not so much over their broader history. Maybe they're doing that now for that kind of reason. Maybe it's because people need a break i mean god they're not young like you know they play <laughs> yeah. like they're young Fishman, i i it was ex- oh my god the the webcast focused on him at like the peak the fluff head and i was exhausted watching him it was so amazing <laughs> watching this guy doing all these things and like where are all these sounds coming from your only two arms and your feet like how and i mean he's he's incredible um, Rob Reimer chimes in and says it's by Trey's feet so like mm. he, Watching it he knows How long they want They've they been on When it's time to When it's time to be done So yeah he could have just as easily Knocked out a I don't know his character zero Type song you yeah. know? Oh we only have two minutes left let's play Johnny Be Good you know and uh, <laughs> And then go um, that's Let's tonight. hope not <laughs> yeah, I don't think they need. To
2: no thanks. No thanks. Anyways, I thought it was
1: a fun set, but it was it, everything was just so fast that yeah. um, I thought I thought the sound check, the fast enough for you sound check, was like going to be kind of like tied is going to come up tied tie in a gag here, and I was like, are they going to come out and play set two like that, and then play Feffy just to like laugh at everybody who previous years were complaining about tempos because tempos man Ooh, they are they're up. up
2: they're up and this is a definitely conspiracy theory theory type thinking for you this is like how my daughters think that everything in every taylor <laughs> swift video or song is like related to each other so well it's yeah. one <laughs> big
1: movie if you string them together in exactly the right order
2: exactly um, <laughs> i'm learning i'm learning all about it yeah trust me
1: is that is but, that is that something they'd say i was just making that up
2: no they apparently there's like all of these characters that are connected that she has invented, but they're in different albums or in different songs. I'm I'm probably getting this wrong. All the Swifties are going to come after me. I'm a Swiftie too, just putting that out there. I'm just uneducated. But I think that like, there's also like Easter eggs she puts in to give hints about things. So um, I'm learning.
1: Uh, you know, it, a, a writer, a, a writer who builds a catalog and a canon of yeah. their own, Stuff poets and songwriters are really they do this a lot. Poets, in particular, I find some of them at least, uh, certain schools they build their own references that they then yes. cite later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe she's maybe she's doing that.
2: Well, oh, she definitely is. It's on awesome. another level with her for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> all right. All this right. Is well, in before t- we go. Taylor's corner, um, <laughs> <Exactly. let's> get- <laughs> don't
2: get me started. Um, before we go onto set two, let's read through it. So we've got ACDC bag. So excited to talk about this into chalk dust into ether edge into 46 days into the howling into the Piper into Piper, not the Piper, um, an encore that I think we should talk about separately. So So let's let's read that that when we get there. But I thought this second set was awesome.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, bag just gets out there. Um, and like quick. Just, yeah. This is the, that efficiency thing that I've talked about a lot. And I won't harp on it here today so much as to say, like, yeah, boom, they're out. Like, this bag starts and bag is gone. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts on it, though. You're you you, you prime. I'm going to save all my real long speak for the uh, end of the set.
2: Okay, good. Yeah, no, I just... I love how they've been starting shows and sec, second sets with these just, like, big jams or jamming out a song that's not usually jammed out or that we've been wanting to get stretched out. Like, I love the bag now. Every time we've been seeing it lately, it's just getting pushed a little more. This jam is so conversational right away, really great, really enjoyable. I've only gotten to listen to it once, so I can't wait to go back to it. But I thought when they started playing Chalk Dust Next, I was surprised. Like This is very creative setlisting.
1: Yeah, I was surprised for a couple of reasons. One, both of these songs kind of feel similar slots. Bag is a little more of a slinky groove, even just when you stay to the song, than Chalk Dust. But like, they're like kind of short bangers normally. Yeah. Maybe not even normal anymore. Chalk Dust is now so often a jam vehicle. That's probably not fair to say. But it like at their cores, you know, they're kind of short bangers. But uh, so, yeah, when they dropped into Chalk Dust, it felt natural. I would yeah. never have predicted it. Um, and then I was like, oh, cool. Okay, chalked us. And then chalked us just like very quickly. Bloop, and yeah. they did, they never finish it. I mean, I thought it would be, maybe they'll come back and finish it at the end of the set, you know. Um, in fact, I kind of thought they were gonna when they ended up in 46 days. Like I thought they were, because they mm-hmm. were, Trey kind of had his tone up for more of the rock and they would just like, yeah, I I thought they were going to go there for like a moment, uh, but no. So yeah, chalk dust just kind of it drops off into drops off the ether edge, um, which which is uh, so great. I,
2: the harmonies. In this song are unbelievable they sound so beautiful this i mean this is probably some of the best singing that fish does like this it was, sounded so gorgeous i'm a romantic so i'm super into this song yeah. i i love this song it's really romantic it's really beautiful i'm excited for it to be kind of in the fish canon.
1: yeah i i like the arrangement at the core I uh, I maybe wouldn't have written the set list with this in the middle of second set, but then again, uh, why not? They they often go to ballads at some point. They're gonna they're gonna go to this rough zone. So this is a good song. Let's develop it here. I just w- I want to see it develop more on stage for them. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be more and more beloved every time they go there.
2: Yeah, me too. And it's a nice because it's not, it's like a mid tempo ballad, right? It's not like super slow. And so I think it can, it works after something as high energy as like bag and chalk dust. I think it's like a good spot for it there. And yeah, the segue into 46 days, awesome. Ooh. And this this song, it's like, I love this song. And this version is so growly and just like crunchy and just starts to go off the rails right away, totally disintegrates. And then Fishman just keeps it going. Fishman, MVP, I mean, like you were saying before, I don't know what fuels that man. He is on another level. I haven't been able to watch any of these streams, and I think I'm going to stay up tonight because I don't think I can finish out the summer without seeing him one more time play these drums. I just, he's incredible.
1: Just unreal. I remember like the first uh, first couple times they played dicks, there was like photos of Fishman backstage on the Oxygen. Now, that's not to say he's not doing that now, you know, but like the guy is just, the energy is just so strong. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's really driving the band. This 46 Days is a perfect example. But uh, then they go into the howling. And, you know, we were talking about songs that may or may not be dumb earlier. This song is dumb. But not the
2: dumbest of the night that comes later
1: but they they if they're gonna play it like this every night fine this is amazing the jam in this howling is so good it peaks like twice it's beautiful it's weird like both things happen and uh, <laughs> and they still they even come back to the song a little bit before they you know before they jam out of it into into piper which then just completely tears the building down to end the set like so this set is a little i can't remember the timing i don't have like 109 yeah so it's uh it's only what's 69 minutes so it's short Mm -hmm. technically short uh by all standards this summer this is one of the shorter second sets but um but it felt done like Mm -hmm. what else are you gonna do you're going to tack on some songs like they used to do in early 3.0 where they would you would have like a big kind of a set, a thing that feels like the end of the set. And then they'd they oh, fake you out. They'd do three more songs, you know. Yeah. Instead, they were just like, all right, cool. And they walk out and somebody's like, oh, Cho, you had 15 more minutes you could have done. And you're like, oh, well, we still also have an encore we could do.
2: 42-minute encore. (laughs) You're welcome. Well, before we get to the encore, I have to talk about this howling because I love this song. I think if you listen to the show regularly, you know this about me. I think, you know, this is the only good sci-fi soldier song, uh, at least in my opinion. And this (laughs) one, though, it just absolutely rips. And every time I hear it, I'm so happy. Coming out of 46 Days just lands into this, like, funky, synthy dance party. It's just, it's such a perfect place for them to play with textures. It, it's got this like kind of like funk structure and then it's perfect for like 4.0 fish and the way that they've been laying down synths and and layers and textures. And it sounds so good. And my friend Benjamin wrote on Twitter that the 46 days, the howling, if he knows anything about me, this was like a get down segment for me. And yes, if I was there, I would have been tearing hole in the floor during this section which is exactly <laughs> what you want at the end of second set if you're yes. not getting a monster jam it's either like huge monster jam yeah. or party get down and last night we had the party get down party and, get
1: down with multiple good peaks yeah. even without spending 40 minutes to get to them yeah you know? yeah
2: i agree and and that's like the thing is like they're they're able to get into the pocket so fast with jams now. They are they have such a huge catalog and they're stretching themselves to to make, I think, to really vary the way that they play excellent shows. Like they could follow a formulaic way to have a great show every night and it would be the same. You know, like you could play like... One huge forty-minute jam in the second set, and everybody would be happy, and it would be great. But they're finding creative oh, ways. That yeah, too. well, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> you be have to find
1: about it after three. <laughs> exactly. Like minute... I wanted to hear uh, "Miss You," and they didn't have exactly. time for it. the forty-minute <laughs> Exactly.
2: Jam. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like this poor band. Like they just the expectations are so unbelievable. So they have to reinvent the wheel every night, and they've been doing it all summer. They did it at MSG. I think they're doing it here at Dicks, finding a. Way way to set up a residency and play excellent shows that are different every night, you know, whether it's like through set list choices or through creative improv or it's through like high energy or, you know, just like varying the way that they're putting place, they're putting songs in order. I mean, it's just, this band is blowing me away. And I think that the ending in this really delicate, beautiful, pretty Piper was just perfect after this like dance party madness. And yeah, then to come out and play, the longest encore ever.
1: Okay, so first I want to correct my math. Um, they didn't have 15 minutes left. They had maybe six minutes left when they walked off the stage. I said 15. Sorry. Did you? Don't, don't come at me. <laughs> math is for employees and computers, and I am neither in this circumstance. Um, it, so it happens. Also, you know, Piper started pretty, really, really did. But holy cow, it peaked and rocked, too. It was just an outside. I just listened to it downstairs uh before come on up here to get ready to do this thing and it's just it's super good it's super yeah exciting. i need
2: to listen back to that i really do yeah. and the incredible perp is telling me to go back and listen to sci-fi again and so i i actually do the unwinding was one of the ones i liked i will listen to that again you're right and being harsh but it's the only one that i've liked live maybe i can say that maybe that's a better way to A less offensive way? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Let's get into this encore. We've got, I mean, whoa, people must've been losing their minds. I mean, theme from the bottom into the mango song. Don't doubt me into evolve Golgi into run like an antelope.
1: Wow. So this encore could have ended a few times totally <laughs> um and and i and and i would just say i said could have not should have i i am fish does what they do i am not here to to decide that but if they had finished theme bowed walked off people would have been like yeah that was pretty that was, some people for sure were yeah. like that was a great show some people were like, that's a pretty good show and other people were mad because they played my soul so it, it was gonna happen <laughs> um but then they go into Mango Song, which, let's acknowledge. First of all, theme, by the way, they're playing that a little differently. Try yes. Playing am loving it. it. But it, it Like works. the wah.
2: They played yeah. it like this at MSG when they jammed yes. it out, which was just mind-blowing. It was like, got some extra mustard. It's a little funky. he has got like the wah pedal. It sounds so good. I'm loving it, too.
1: Yeah. And then uh, the Mango Song was not executed perfectly. Uh, okay. Okay. Sure. I've I've seen a lot of uh Mango Songs that were not executed perfectly. You know what? I'm still happy to count them in my stats. Well, you know um, who
2: sounded great in Mango Song is Paige. Yes. Oh my god. Paige he sounded, sounded
1: amazing in that.
2: Unbelievable. His piano sounded so beautiful, so delicate and also unevolved. He really stood out to me, which is by far one of my most favorite songs. And if you haven't listened to the special Undermine episode where Tom and Benji break down the new songs that are out this year. It's incredible. And hearing Tom talk about Evolve is super cool. He talks about how they wrote it. And it's just amazing. This song is one of the best songs ever. It's it's incredible. Um, And I loved it in Soundcore.
1: You totally skipped over your favorite song of the encore, Don't Doubt Me. Um, which <laughs> follows I left out uh,
2: of my notes oh my god <laughs> this is like mango. some sort
1: of um, important thing that i did. just didn't want to like get into it but i will say <laughs> it's the dumbest song of the doubt night doubt me uh, this song sounds to me like hanging out with these four guys uh totally in, in the cafe in the cafeteria you know the bits when they're uh they're all hanging <laughs> out uh like you brought bad reviews and just laughing yeah, as they make yeah. their lunch like it, it's it it seems like that's what it's like hanging out with those guys when they're on a roll and uh and so yes. I'll take it it's fun I maybe wouldn't like be excited for it to be like the single the only song for the encore or something but it's not it, be sad. And it's I think this is so fun. It, it, uh, and then it goes, they play Evolve. Also fun. The show could have ended on Evolve. They could have like, done it. Bef- Before you keep going. And bowed, I'm sorry, go ahead. And, and they could have stopped there, but they didn't. You were going to say?
2: Sorry, I interrupted you. I was going to say okay. that I think that, like, that is the one thing I like about that song, is that you can hear Trey laughing during Don't Doubt Me. <laughs> and, like, you know that writing that song for them must have been so hilarious. Right. And it, it also kind of creates all these weird things, like l- lines that become kind of inside jokes for fish fans, like, you know, Tevin Hall in the chat, some someone's got to clean that up, you know, like, or like genuine asshole, you know, all these things that become like these silly things that we can put on hats and and like laugh about. T-shirts. Yeah. So like you gotta give fish credit for knowing that these weird things they say, we're just gonna eat it up. It's a really yep. silly song, and Matthew Rowe has a really good point. Make fish funny again. you are no, I'm right into that. And, and and Jonathan is is always on board for that, and I feel like that is definitely I need to like get my you know humor back up, unhead the knee.
1: yep, yep, yep. So yeah, they could have taken a bow after evolve, but they didn't. They played Golgi because okay, why not. <laughs> this will this will close the set. Obviously, be, right? take a seven in your hand. It's a perfect way to end a show. Totally or antelope. What?
0: What? Crazy. Not only
1: are they going to play one more song, but it's not a three minute song. Is, like I'm sitting here. I'm tired. I'm physically it's late ready on for the bed. East Coast. It's almost two in the morning. And yeah. Like, I mean, okay, we're watching Antelope and uh, (laughs) yeah it was it the biggest best antelope ever no but it was fine and good and arguably great because it was the end of this longest encore ever
2: longest encore ever yeah for fish yeah which is i mean they've had some big encores too and you know thinking about that i think about like the ones i've seen that have been really special and It's just amazing being in the room when they're doing that, when they're just not stopping and you keep thinking they're going to stop. Like, it just makes you so excited and just it really feels like they're giving you something extra. And I think that that's probably how everybody felt, like, really, really filled with gratitude at the end of last night. And
1: I mean, ah, good show. This goes goes right with, like, the thank you encore, honestly, Mm -hmm. except there's no literal message, something implied fish is can let's keep hanging out.
2: Let's yeah. keep having
1: a good time, you know? Yeah. Thank you for right. enjoying us. We enjoy you too. These are the things that I think are implied when fish is doing something like this because as I said, they could have played theme, taken a bow, walked out and nobody would have thought, "Huh, why wasn't that encore longer?"
2: Yeah. I know. That's when it, what did Trace say at MSG? We're just as big of fans as you, as you are of us. And it feels right. like that sometimes in those moments. And and I think last night definitely had to feel like that. And, you know, there's debatable points, especially when you're listening back at home and you're not there as to like what shows are the best and, you know, and if this had the flow or whatever. But when you're in a show and you're getting a 42 minute encore It feels fucking great. And I'm happy for everybody at takes. I I
1: mean, (laughs) sitting at home, seeing them play it, it felt it was at least special. Um, Yeah. At least a good show with special elements. Um, I think that, um, you know, I understand, sort of understand, because this is very foreign to me, that uh, people who... Shermith, I'm gonna to get to you in a second. Yeah.
2: Um, just <laughs> totally hold on, hold that, that thought.
1: No, I have thoughts on that too. So um that they uh ranking, trying to figure out where, you know, which is better than which can be fun for some people, but also it can be the death of fun or the thief of fun. Because when you start deprecating your own enjoyment, you 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 you're taking chances. So sometimes you just gotta like have fun.
2: You know what? The Um, only I agree with you, obviously, but the only devil's advocate I'll play is is that it's well, it is for me. I agree with you about having fun. That's totally my vibe. But and I'm usually like, I'm the happiest person at Fish Show, no matter what the hell they're playing. But I definitely think that some people have fun in a different way. And that ranking which I
1: started with, like that can be fun for you, but you've got to be careful. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I just think that some people do enjoy doing that with fish music in a way that that, you know, not everybody gets. But I'm just here to support any way it. that you want to fish, fish any way you want. But let's put Jonathan's uh
1: Okay. Yeah. So Sherman points comment. out that my Encore <laughs> take continues to get debunked. It does not get debunked. And here's why. I said they should just not play Encore to so just play yada yada yada. Because you know coming out playing one song walking off is not special fish wants to keep playing like big long you know three song four song encores that are contain special moments that's exactly the win of encore has value that's that's fine that's in fact better than fine that's that achieves my goal like it it it's valueless if it's like we're going to walk off for 3 minutes scratch your butts take a sip of water walk back out you know and play one song that's there's no point to that. This and many of the other encores they've done this summer, there's value there. They're really doing something with it, and that's awesome. Obviously, I'm happy with whatever Fish says it wants to do. Like I'm a fluffer; I don't care. Um, it's a
2: troll for sure. It's I think scientifically it's
1: proven that I. Have a very good time at fish shows are better than many people, and it's because scientifically
2: proven better than did, many. People, oh yeah,
1: who, we, we did. Has this been a study? I, I, well, oh, wait, you did group. right. There was a, There was a mathematical <laughs> process wherein we attained a, among a controlled group.
2: <laughs> this is not, last year at Dicks.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and 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 yeah. So I I have fun. It doesn't matter. Like I, if I'm not you know what, having Jonathan, fun, I just wish have to I really had, be um, like. Bad. attacking me personally or something
2: <laughs> i really wish i had been in that just to know where i land in the funk oh
1: i think you in the do fun pretty well, meter
2: yeah. yeah i think i do pretty well i don't know i feel pretty good about it um this has been a lot of fun too jonathan i'm so glad we got to to talk about this show together yeah. and thanks to everybody in the chat you guys are awesome and always help us um help us get through and also just make us laugh. So thank you for, for, for encouraging us and hanging out with us. And we will be back tomorrow for our last quick hit of the summer. Just like all the rest, you never know when it's going to be. We like to keep things interesting around here and we'll see, hopefully more of the crew will be able to make it tomorrow. Um, But you know, it's challenging with like everybody's schedules and it's holiday weekend, but the best news is that fish plays tonight.
1: Yes. And, you know, probably have some more quick hits in like a month or whatever, because they're yeah. going to play more shows because this band doesn't stop. They just <laughs> pause. They don't stop. They just pause.
2: They keep us so busy. Back. And then I think we're going to, are we going to be back next Friday with 40 for 40 too?
1: Probably. Do we know yeah. what show we're doing? Don't tell anybody else, but do we know what show we're doing?
2: I think so. I don't um, know, actually. I, I don't extra. know. I got to look at notes. <laughs> I've been kind of busy with this. But we yeah. will be back with 40 for 40 on Friday, too. But otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow for Quickets and have a great show, everyone, tonight. Whether you're on the couch or at Dick's, enjoy it and lean into your fun. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.
0: See you. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. are prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast.